Welcome to the My Intimacy Therapist podcast. I'm therapist and coach, Shade Giovanni. If you want to feel less anxiety in your relationships and enjoy a confident and spiritual intimate life, you're in the right place. So grab a cup of tea and a warm blanket and let's talk intimacy. Hello, hello. So um, you may or may not hear some background rumblings today. I apologize in advance if that's the case, but let's talk about um, anxiety, anxious attachments, separation anxiety, and how it shows up in sex in your relationship. So as you know, if you're listening to this podcast, everything is about intimacy where you can be fully seen, fully known, and fully loved. That's the core of everything that I do, and I'm aware that you might either be single or dating or in a long-term relationship or even married. All of the above are perfectly fine. You are welcome to be here, but you might hear every now and then I switch between audiences because this concept shows up just a little bit differently depending on your relationship status, but also the same. So let us dive in. If you are listening to this podcast, there's a pretty high chance that you've been swimming around in the psychology, therapy, self-help world for a bit, which probably also means that you know about attachment theory already. Just a quick commercial break rundown of it if you don't already know. There are four different types of attachment styles. You've got secure, you've got anxious, you have avoidant, and then you have a fun combo, anxious avoidant. Depending on how clinical of the articles you're reading, those might have different names, but that's essentially the vibe. I am talking specifically to those who have one of the insecure attachment styles, which would be the anxious, the avoidant, or the anxious avoidant. All of those experience some level of anxiety. They just cope with it in different ways. The anxious person is like, just come here. I need you to be here because if, if you step away, if there's any space, you might not come back and I just, I need you to stay here with me, okay? The avoidant person is like, whoa, uh, you being really close is freaking me out, so I'm going to need you to back up. And once you back up, oh, I feel a lot better. And the anxious avoidant person is a little bit of the come here, go away. So it's, I need you, come close, don't leave. And as soon as the person comes close, it's, whoa, whoa, yikes, that doesn't feel good either. Back up again. And so on and so forth. That's a just overview, <laughs> bird's eye view of it. So all of those styles are dealing with the anxiety of what happens when you're in relationship. That's an uncomfortable intimacy is uncomfortable. Attempting to be known, to let yourself be known, to know another person, like that just feels exposing, vulnerable. You might not know how to do it, but that doesn't mean that we still don't want relationships. All of those types still want relationships. And side note, I feel like the avoidant attachment folks get a lot of a bad rap on the internet, especially when there's an anxious attachment person talking about an avoidant partner but listen avoidant people want love too 
is just a different mechanism and way that they're coping with the discomfort of intimacy. So, now enters sex, okay? Hmm. There are different types of sex. There's different ways and meanings and motives for why we seek out sex. And today we're talking about something called reassurance sex. I don't know if that is an official psychological term yet, but you know what? It's a self-explanatory enough title that I think you know what I'm talking about. So when we're engaging in our sexuality from a state of needing reassurance, there's this like, there's this hype, there's this intensity to it, there's this magnetism. And not all the time, I'm not saying that all electric sex falls in this category, but there's this sense of when we're having sex, I feel, this is the time I feel seen by you. This is the only time I feel like I can be known or just secure or sure that you're going to stay. And so you might notice that your sex drive increases a little bit when your relationship is somewhat unstable or uncertain or in that space between the person you're interested in stepping away and then coming back. And there's this like surgence of, is that a word? There's a big overflow in your body of I must have you now and your sex drive takes over and just like consumes them, consumes all of the reassurance and comfort and closeness that comes from your body's being in sex. Because if you think about it, sex is this very unique experience where you have someone's undivided attention for the most part. Um, One might even argue that you have a sense of power there where it's like, I know you are here with me. Um, I can give you pleasure that no one else can, or you can do that for me. There's, it's, it's this very intimate level of um, trust and all the stuff being exchanged. And that doesn't matter whether you're in a relationship or not. That's just kind of the thing. People can experience this on one night stands with strangers and even go so far to say is, you know the difference between connected sex and not connected sex. But let's dive down deeper into that. Reassurance sex, sex for the purpose of feeling like you're connected. The difference between this and um, more intimate sex, from what I'm talking about, the lens I'm talking about, is what happens when you're not in a sexual context with this person. What happens when you're not intimately engaged or if the promise of that isn't on the table? So certainly there are some single folks who have F buddies and they do fun things outside of the bedroom context with their sex partner. There's also married people who have sex and also have a child and a life and, you know, sharing household duties. That is true. But let's go back to that intimacy definition I like to play with. Fully seen, fully known, and fully loved. And I don't think that we are always 100,000% reaching that mark. That's not the point here. It's about, is that something we're trying to realign ourselves with? 
Yeah. So I, I do think a good way to know if your sex or your sexuality or your sex drive is motivated by anxiety versus by um, intimacy or the building of a connection is to see the holistic landscape of the relationship. Overall, you know, do I want to care for this person? Does this person want to care for me? Okay, now are my actions aligning? Am I treating this person with respect? Is this person treating me with respect? Okay, am I in some way committed to this person, to their well-being? And is it just in this sexual context or them as a whole person? And vice versa. Is this person I'm sharing my body with committed to me? And is it just in this one concept? Or me in all of my forms and my ways, even when it's not serving them sexually? And hey, if you're listening to this and you're kind of pushing back a little bit, like, what if I don't want that? That's totally fine. This episode is not for you. Definitely go explore one of the other ones. This is for folks who do want a deep, intimate holistic, connected relationship, but find themselves in this place of anxiety-provoked sexuality. So (laughs) what do you do? What do you do if you realize, oh, snap, a lot of of my sex is, is fueled by fear or being worried of them leaving or that's the only place I feel connected to this person? Well, Let's step outside of the bedroom for a moment and see if we can fortify, strengthen, cultivate, whatever verb you want to throw in there, builds up the other parts of your relationship with that person. So looking into the different dimensions of intimacy and whichever ones weigh more or mean more to you, how can you connect with them on those levels Versus relying on and putting weight on just on your sexual connection, just on the lust and the the energy and the chemistry, you know, those things are good and they're enjoyable, but can we add weight to other areas of intimacy like your emotional intimacy? Do you feel like you can share your thoughts, your feelings, your dreams, your fears, your emotions? Um intellectual intimacy can you exchange ideas and concepts if that's important to you um what about play or adventure is this someone that you could do things with and enjoy doing those things camping or um riding roller coasters i don't know whatever floats your boat or maybe there's other levels of intimacy that that you particularly enjoy Think about your life as a whole and what would feel good to do alongside someone that you would like to call a partner. And I do have to come back to the commitment piece because sometimes, especially for the anxious attachment person, you might be listening to all of this and you're like, yeah, no, I got all of these. I want all of these with this person. I feel all of that. But this is a mutual experience and that part might feel hard to hear but hear me out does the person that you're vying for their attention 
the person you're moving towards that you want to know, you want to experience all of them, do they consistently show those efforts in return? Only you can know the true answer to that. And depending on how your body feels and is reacting to this concept right now, that might be part of how you know. Remove any excuses. Remove any justifications. Just, just as clearly as you can think about it. Is that person right now reciprocating that level of pursuing intimacy with you? And there may be tons of reasons that they, they can or can't. Some of those reasons may even be valid. They might have mental health stuff going on. They might have, you know, the very common word is busy, sure. But life is life. And are we not here to do all of life with someone? So if those things going on in their life are impeding them from connecting into the intimacy well with you, then the answer for right now anyways is no. No, it's not mutual. Not fully. And so now you get to decide what you'd like to do with that. You can absolutely keep pursuing reassurance sex, anxiety-fueled sex, fear fear-fueled sex, and you'll get them. You'll get them for those moments. You'll get that part of their soul. You'll get to have even deep eye gazes and all of those beautiful things that we love and want. You'll experience it with them. But can I ask you, is that enough? If that is truly enough, then you know. Do you? If it's not enough and you yearn for more and you find your body inflamed and on fire with not knowing when's the next time they're going to show up for you, being worried, doubting yourself, feeling like you're crazy, if those things are happening and you don't want it to happen anymore, then my invitation would be, you don't have to do anything necessarily with that information yet, or maybe you're ready to, but just consider a life where it's different. Maybe sit with some friends or people you trust or a therapist, definitely a therapist, and consider a life where it's a little bit different, where your body isn't angry and sad and inflamed all the time. Consider a life where you feel fully seen, fully loved, and fully known. And if you have never experienced that before, also look at look at your friendships because that might also be a place to start. Maybe you've had examples of it in your friendships. But if you truly feel you've never experienced this before, then yeah, we, we, we do need to get in front of a therapist because otherwise you're just going to repeat the same dynamic in your life over and over again. It's just human nature. It's all we know how to do. It's comfortable. It's familiar. You know how to engage with, with that familiar narrative, so you just keep playing it out. And it's scary. 
and vulnerable to consider something else, even if, in theory, you know you want it. So in order to rewire that, you do have to do a little bit of emotional surgery, experiential surgery, and that is what the therapy part is for. That or some safe friendships and and things like that. And so I promise I'd speak to the the different groups. For those of you who are already in a long-term committed relationship and leaving is not an option that you would like to put on the table or take, then yes, again, therapy. (laughs) Therapy with your partner, though. Couples therapy so that your therapist can help you change that dynamic live, in person, over time, repeated actions of doing something new and different that more aligns with holistic and full intimacy. And you know what? There's a million excuses and reasons to not go to therapy, for sure. I understand it. Time. I get it. Finances. I get it. Therapy's a long-term solution, though, so if you can... Do what you need to maneuver life so that it can be an option for you. But if it's not time for therapy yet, then start changes at home. Start having these conversations. Read books. Talk about them together. Engage with your partner face-to-face. No more avoidance. Okay? And I get it. This is hard. That's why I wanted a therapist, ideally, because they would help you break that ice. But let's start doing something different. If you realize that you're approaching your sexuality from a fear-based or anxiety-based way, let's consider how would I show up and feel and look different if I, if I was a sexual person from a state of feeling loved, loving myself, loving my partner, from feeling inherently valuable, Not because of how sexy I can be, just because of who I am. How would my thoughts about sex be different? How would the way I, I, what do I want in sex? How would all of that look and feel different if I truly believed I was inherently secure? And this is just not even about the specific sexual things you're into. Please look bigger picture than that. This is about the energy and the heart from which you step into that bedroom or car or kitchen whatever wherever you're doing your stuff <laughs> okay so hey this this was a new concept potentially i really really would love to hear your thoughts um shout out to the listener who sent me an email the other day and let me know what they were thinking um i appreciated that and glad i could help so definitely Visit my website, myintimacytherapist.com, my Instagram by the same name. Send me a DM. Let me know your thoughts. But overall, I just, I hope that this sparks something for you that helps you to take your next step that applies to your specific life and situation. And if this is helpful, another way to be able to express that is to leave a rating or review. That just makes it a little bit more possible for other people to find the podcast well so as always i hope that you walk away feeling more and more fully seen fully known and fully loved we'll talk soon